from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, everybody, to Brand Supremacy. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. This is the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And today, we're talking about Judgment Day 2002. We have a big show ahead of us. But before we get into the show, I want to thank all our subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for subscribing to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And if you are not already following us on Wrestling DeLorean Pod, what the hell are you waiting for? Follow us on Wrestling DeLorean Pod to stay tuned for all the latest news. Before we get into the show, I just want to say that I will be continuing to match everyone's contributions to the Huber family by you showing proof of purchase of the Brody Lee Exalted One in Heaven commemorative shirt. You show proof of purchase on Wrestling DeLorean Pod, hit us up in the DM, and I will match your contributions. You buy two shirts, I'll buy two shirts. You buy ten shirts, I'll buy ten shirts. I'll match your contributions. Make sure you help and support the Huber family by buying the Brody Lee Exalted One in Heaven shirt on Shop AEW or on Pro Wrestling Tees. Thank you very much. Now, let's get into Judgment Day 2002. This was a very stacked show filled with main events. This was on May 19, 2002, WWE's show. Not WWF, this is where they got the F out, and it is officially now WWE. WWE Judgment Day, May 19th, 2002. What a show it was. Love the opening package. The very sinister, dark package with the little girls playing jump rope and saying their little nursery rhymes and that classic footage. You know what the hell I'm talking about. Very sinister. Showing nooses, showing hanging bodies. This was a very, very dark time for WWE. Anyway, great opener. We start the show off hot. Pyro, crowd's going crazy. JR and King is on commentary. The opening matchup of the show was a brilliant, brilliant, amazing matchup for the IC title. Eddie Guerrero versus Rob Van Dam. They continue their feud here. This was, I think, their best match so far in this era and in this feud between the two for the IC title. This was a super fun opening matchup. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this matchup. Eddie Guerrero looked like a million bucks. He was jacked to the gills. Rob Van Dam was truly in his prime in this era. 
and was on the cusp of greatness. And I just can't get enough of these two in the ring. The chemistry that these two have is just really amazing as well. Eddie Guerrero picks up the victory. He is still the IC champion. He defeats Rob Van Dam with a dirty pin. He hits the roll-up and he has his feet on the ropes. So he cheats to win. But who better to cheat than Latino Heat? Lie, cheat, steal. You know the mantra. This matchup gets three and a half out of five stars. A very good matchup and a very good way to open up the show. Backstage, we got Devon, Reverend Devon, and Deacon Batista praying with Vince McMahon and Stacey Keebler. This leads to Stacey Keebler versus Trish Stratus. Devon and Deacon Batista is in Stacey Keebler's corner. Bubba Ray Dudley is in Trish Stratus's corner. During the match, there's a lot of interference between Devon and Batista. At one point, Batista even gets in the ring while the referee is distracted and hits a damn body slam on Trish Stratus, which was insane. But Trish Stratus still kicks out. She picks up the big victory here, so Trish Stratus wins the matchup for Raw and wins the matchup here against Stacey Keebler. After the matchup, Devon is in the ring. He wants to shake Bubba Ray's hand. Batista attacks Bubba Ray. They lay the beat down on Bubba Ray, and then... When Bubba Ray is getting a comeback, they take him out again. Devon tells Batista to get the tables, and they put Bubba Ray through a table. So the Dudley boys here are officially no more, and Batista is looking like a freaking beast. This is before the Evolution shit, so this is definitely big. Backstage, Ric Flair has a promo with Vince McMahon. Says Vince was right all along, and Austin is no a no-good son of a bitch. Him and Vince McMahon finally hug. The two heel authority figures are all on the same page here. We get the Hardy Boys in a tag team match against Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. This was a fun little matchup. Always cool to see Paul Heyman in the ring in a different role than what he usually is at. Brock Lesnar looked like an absolute monster here. And basically Brock Lesnar destroyed both Hardy Boys on in a handicap match because Paul Heyman wasn't doing much. But even after Brock Lesnar did everything he did to destroy the Hardy Boys, it was still Paul Heyman who picked up the win because he asked Brock to let him into the ring and let him get the pinfall victory over the Hardy Boys. So Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman picked up the victory here against the Hardy Boys. This matchup was a one out of five stars. It wasn't much. It was more fun than it was a good matchup. And just to go back, Trish and Stacy, I will give that also a one out of five stars. Fun for what it was, but nothing great. After this matchup, we get the Big Show and Ric Flair versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the handicap matchup. This was a really fun matchup. I give this two out of five stars because, once again, it wasn't a great match nonetheless, but it was fun. Saw a lot of classic Stone Cold Steve Austin here. Great to see him mixing it up with the legendary Ric Flair. I could have done without the Big Show here. I don't know if they felt that Ric Flair and Stone Cold wouldn't live up to the hype or the match that they could have had back in the day, but I could have done without the Big Show in this matchup because, to be honest, the Big Show in this matchup brought it down a couple notches, but still cool to see Austin mix it up with Flair. Austin picks up the victory here, even with the interference of the NWO. I give this matchup, like I said, two out of five stars. Fun match, but nothing... Amazing. We get the big hair versus hair matchup here with Edge versus Kurt Angle. This matchup was a great matchup. Three out of five stars. Every time these two get in the ring with each other, it is a really good matchup. This was better than their matchup at Backlash. This is better than their matches together at 
uh, on SmackDown every week. And I just want to say that these two mesh together really well. Kurt Angle and Edge. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. They, they have great chemistry, and I think that when you think of both guys as top rivals, you don't really think of each other. But looking back at this time, Kurt Angle was pulling great matches out of Edge, and Edge was pulling great matches out of Kurt Angle. And not only that, like of course you would expect great matches out of them because they're two Hall of Fame legendary competitors. And at this point, they were really, like I wouldn't say in their prime, but they were just about to hit their prime because this is right before Kurt Angle became the wrestling ass-kicking machine. And then you had Edge become a main event star and a world champion. This was before that period, but you could see that on both, they are on the cusp of greatness. So this was a really, really cool error. Nonetheless, amazing matchup. Like I said, three out of five stars. Edge picks up the victory. That means Kurt Angle has to shave his head bald, but Kurt Angle doesn't allow this to happen. He runs away and he hides out in the backstage area. Next up, we get a Hell in a Cell matchup between Triple H and Chris Jericho. This feud has been going on for a long time, since before WrestleMania. This is the big blow-off here. We're finally getting the big rematch between Kurt and Triple... Not Kurt. Chris Jericho and Triple H. And it's going to be inside the Hell in a Cell match. I really like this matchup. It is an underrated Hell in a Cell matchup. There was points where it was slower and... It was the only time I've ever seen a Hell in a Cell matchup actually end on top of the Cell. I like this. It was brutal. There was a very clever way to get to the outside of the Cell by having Tim White get injured in the match, leading to them needing to open up the doors and give Tim White, referee Tim White, some medical assistance, which led to Kurt... Well, gosh, why do I keep saying Kurt? Led to Chris Jericho and Triple H both being able to escape the ring and escape the Cell, which led to them fighting on top. I could have did without the barbed wire 2x4 on top of the steel uh, Hell in a Cell because, I don't know, 
Triple H and Chris Jericho never struck me as barbed wire wrestlers. They could have had a 2x4, but just wrapping in barbed wire for the sake of wrapping in barbed wire was just a little too much for me. I don't mind barbed wire and violence. I just don't think that it's for everybody. It has to be for the certain guys. I do understand the story of the barbed wire 2x4 and it's being like a memento that Triple H took out of his Hell in a Cell classic with Cactus Jack. But still, I just didn't think it fit in this role. But nonetheless, really good matchup. Like I said, the only Hell in a Cell that I remember that ended on top of the cell, Chris Jericho and Triple H have great chemistry, and I think that this might have been their best matchup. This was better than their WrestleMania match. This was better than that match on Raw with Stephanie. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of 5 stars. This could have made events of the show, and I wouldn't have complained. Really good matchup. Next up, we got Edge, who finally finds Kurt Angle backstage. Throughout the night, we have Kurt Angle trying to disguise and get out of getting his head shaved bald. Edge catches him. He takes him into, well, he fights him, takes him into the arena, and in front of everybody, sits him up on the stage and shaves him bald. The whole crowd starts uh, singing instead of, you suck, you're bald. And this is the start of a legendary look for Kurt Angle. And the current look that he still has, because ever since he got his head shaved bald here in this match against Edge, he's been bald ever since. So we're about to get bald Kurt Angle. This was a legendary moment that I know a lot of people remember. This was a good segment. Very fun. And I liked how they didn't just have the head shaving right after the match. They, they stretched it out a little bit, which was cool. Very fun. The main event of the night was The Undertaker, who, by the way, let me just say, I don't know if they lost the copyrights to Roland, but The Undertaker coming out to this very generic music, no motorcycle. This was the lamest, lamest the American Badass ever looked. This was, like, all due respect to The Great Undertaker, but this song was not it, bruh. And on top of that, Where's the fucking motorcycle? Anyway, very generic entrance for The Undertaker. If you ask me, it did not look like he was going to win the world title based off how generic this shit was. Anyway, sorry if I spoiled the matchup results here, but you're about to get it anyway. And if you got spoiled from a show in 2002, then you got to stop living under a freaking rock. Anyway, we got Hulk Hogan coming out. I'm watching this on the network, so we're not listening to Voodoo Child. We're listening to another generic rock song. So I, I just basically skipped these entrances. It was nothing. This was a pretty slow matchup. Undertaker and Hulk Hogan never really had the best chemistry, in my opinion. I would put this right about there with their other matchup that they had in 1991 at Survivor Series. And this is 2002. So 11 years later... It's pretty much the same matchup, in my opinion. And that's not taking anything away from the amazing Hulk Hogan and the great Undertaker. These guys are legendary in their own right. And if you're talking about Mount Rushmore of wrestling, these two are definitely the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. But this matchup didn't do really much for me. At the ending, Mr. McMahon interferes for some reason. Hulk Hogan gets distracted. The referee's distracted. Undertaker lays Hogan out with a steel chair. He picks up the victory. One, two, three. We have a new undisputed champion, and it is the Undertaker. We go off the air here with Undertaker holding the belt up. Holding McMahon is holding his arms up. 
new champion, Undertaker. Hulk Hogan now is pissed off. He he wants Vince McMahon. This was a pretty decent show. That matchup, by the way, I'm going to give that matchup two out of five stars. Pretty decent show. Wasn't better than Backlash, in my opinion, by any means. Backlash was a phenomenal show. I'm going to give this one a three out of five. Decent, not great, but was definitely fun to watch. Three out of five. Next week on Brand Supremacy, I will be talking about the fallout of this show. We will be going back to the format of Raw versus SmackDown. I hope everyone has a phenomenal weekend. Make sure to tune in Monday for a brand new episode of The Fight for Monday Night. We are talking about the fallout of World War III. And we're on the road to In Your House where it's going to be the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart for the World Champion. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday for The Fight for Wednesday Night, AEW versus NXT. This week on AEW, we saw a shocking, shocking end. The return of the Bullet Club. We have Gallows and Anderson debuting in an AEW Joining forces with the Young Bucks. Joining forces with Kenny Omega. So that's going to be something that you want to see this Wednesday. Make sure you tune into that. Make sure you tune in next Friday for Brand Supremacy, where we talk about the fallout of this show, Raw vs. SmackDown. Once again, I am extending it for another week. If you buy the Exalted One in Heaven Brody Lee commemorative shirt from Shop AEW or from Pro Wrestling Tees, I will match your contributions, being that 100% of the contributions from that shirt and proceeds go to the Huber family. Show proof of purchase at Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram, and I will match your contributions no matter how much it is. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Rest in peace, the Exalted One. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 